Hello there! Are you ready to have some fun? This is the story of Rawl's Adventures, starring Ashley McLean as Rawl, the raccoon that always has some kind of scheme up his sleeve, Eli Royal as Doc, the impulsive and kind of bonkers guy that lives in the park, and hosted by Jason Hobbs. Come have a listen and a laugh! Hello and welcome back to the We Play RPGs podcast, specifically Rawls Adventures being the show. God, what is happening to me today? I am your host, Jason, joined by... Hi, I'm Ashley, and I play Rawl. And I'm Eli, playing Doc! And this particular episode is sponsored by Metallic Dice Games, manufacturers of fantastic and beautiful dice. They feel great in the hand. They're awesome. We all have a set. Some of us have multiple, including me and I know Eli. And uh, again, they're great. You can check them out at MetallicDiceGames.com. Enter coupon code PLAYITFORWARD at checkout for 10% off your order. Yes. Anything to add on that one? Uh, The only thing I will add is that one of the sets I have from them is a set they sent to us uh, for free when we became affiliates and um, I'm sure I probably could have made sure that everyone got a free set, but um... <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Well, moving on. <laughs> We're also <laughs> sponsored by found familiar coffee. I bought some for my work. My coworkers just, they tear through it. Like it's nothing like, I keep having to buy like at one of these days I'm just like look just go there and, and buy it on your own using the coupon code um, if you go to foundfamiliar.com slash play it forward they do also have a way for you to enter it at checkout as well um, you also will get <clears throat> off on your order I believe it's also 10% and again my coworkers love the heck out of it one of their main things is that uh, which I've been keeping the art the art's mine uh, but the cool thing that they've been doing is uh, they have art, the D&D themed, they credit the artist, it's on every bag that you purchase. Sometimes it's actually uh, cosplayers in full cosplay, which is really awesome. Um, I know Ashley is building a wall for her office mm-hmm. uh, space. Like, they're, they're, they're beautiful, the coffee's good, what more do you want? This is really the question I have to ask. Coffee. I mean, it's coffee. It's, it's, it's coffee. coffee. Oh, you want to buy more? Okay. Well. I'm actually a little upset with myself. I didn't think to make a cup. Aww. You should be upset with yourself. Maybe in between you can do the thing. I might just disappear Ooh. in the middle of the recording. Who knows? You bet you better not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've been drinking the heck out of initiative. It's, again, I... That toffee flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm little little monsters but anyway <laughs> go check it out support the show get yourself some cool stuff while you do it and when last we left off some stuff happened so you went to basically bring a halfling by the name of Zach Swifflepot is he, is he gnome? I he was a gnome he's a gnome it's Savage Worlds is weird because they, they kind of combine the two into one race but anyway <clears throat> So the gnome named Zach Wifflepuff, uh, who was formerly an informant for the Barbello family, brought him 
back into the game. However, you also discovered that uh, there were some assassins or assailants that were after him who seemed to be from some sort of demon cults who had supposedly been hired by the Don, the very same person who wired you to bring him back to him to kill Mr. Wifflepuff. Very strange conspiracy theory type stuff going on in the background. You also acquired a fantastic sword from these assailants, a cursed blade of some sort. And you met a uh, a cowboy bodyguard named Nova Soul, who was at this current moment wandering off into the sunset, his job complete. As you have arrived, fresh off the train station, left to wonder, do we go back to the Don and collect our payment and figure out what the heck that hit was all about? Or do we, I don't know, just forget about all this business and leave our friend Ari to whatever horrible tortures are currently happening to her? Well, we're not going to do the second well, what one. the fuck? Yeah, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there's two things that Doc never leaves behind, it's Chicken Alfredo and a friend. What? <laughs> I mean, a good Chicken Alfredo, I understand, but, uh... Well, okay. <laughs> you are you are currently standing. <laughs> you're currently standing at the uh, at the platform. You just gotten off with Mister Wifflepuff and Nova, the cowboy guard cop. You don't know is walking off into the sunset, as it were. Hey, Roll. Is... Yeah. I think we should go talk to uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Who's that? The guy who hired us. Oh, you mean the bar? Was it the Barbellos? Oh yeah, the Barbellos. Don Quixote was his actual name. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We should. I want to know what the fuck he was doing with a uh, hiring a uh, assassins. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> I cannot. We are children. Oh, I, I cannot. No, there shouldn't be kids listening to this. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, no, I say we are children. Oh, I thought you were saying the children, and I'm like, what the? No, no, what? no, 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 no. We are children, but we're sweet baby angles. Sweet baby angles. Um, yeah, the assassins. I want to see what that was all about. Because we were hired to do a job, and it was definitely not that. Yeah, you were you were hired to bring to keep him back alive and bring him back if possible, yes. and only kill him as an absolute last resort. Yeah, I find out what's going on. What was that guy's? There was the the oh Don Quixote was the was the skeevy looking dude. So there's a doorman who is a beast folk weasel. Yeah, there we go. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. I just remembered him because in my mind's eye, I was picturing the weasel from um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a fusion of that and the one in, Mist- in Weaselton from Zootopia. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind Sorry. of a fusion of both. Well, if it isn't the Duke of Weselton, it's Weaselton. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we need to find out why they were doing that because it's unacceptable. Completely unrelated to us actually doing our job for this podcast. Do you know what makes the joke of Wesselton Weaselton even better? 
But I need to know. So Alan Tudyk was the voice of the weasel in Zootopia, but he was also the voice of Duke of Wesselton in uh, Frozen. <laughs> oh my god! So that's why they had that joke. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't know that. It makes it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. You go back to <laughs> you go back to the restaurant of of hive and villainy. Of hives? Oh god! <laughs> oh no! I'm allergic to Don Cheadle. Anyway. <laughs> Do you want me to just smash cut you guys there? Or? Oh, we're not doing anything in between. Okay. So we'll smash cut you guys to arriving to the front door where you discover that uh, it looks like the place has been attacked. Uh, there are currently guards on scene. Uh, I don't know if they have a crime scene tape, but the area has been roped off. And there are several shattered windows, and the doorman, the, this weasel in question we have been on about for the past five minutes, is gone. I'm going to walk up to the nearest guard and go, mm-hmm. excuse me, we're supposed to be in there. Roll persuasion. Okay. Oh my god, What's So happening? insignificant, too. He was going to succeed on a four. I <laughs> 25. The guard, like, what? looks at you and goes, oh, of course, sir, of course. Uh, looks around a little bit and yells out across, hey, Jim, this guy's got VIP access, all right? Let's, you know, he's supposed to be here. You know, he has business here. Let's let's make sure that uh, no, nobody interferes in his business, okay? And he goes, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners, uh, that was the Amethyst dice that I bought from Metallic Dice Games. Actual math rocks. <laughs> yeah. It was gonna succeed on a four, like... <laughs> you got that Just. <laughs> I hate that I I kind of want so to well. roll... I kind of want to roll just, like, real shit for the rest of the session. You know what? What makes me so <laughs> be mad... so funny. What makes me so angry is the fact that I'm supposed to be good at this shit, and you always roll really well. He's got the I get luck there first. He's got the crazy luck stat. Yeah, I've got the yeah. luck of the lunatic. And you you walk in and and you find that um the whole place it's it's looked like it's been through definitely a couple of scuffles. Um, you see the Don is in the corner, the same corner he was in earlier. He's got like a bag of ice on his head and he's like got numerous bruises and cuts and scars and things. You see Big Joe is there. Big Joe has his arm in a, which is the, the burly half, uh, work. He's got his arm in a sling. Uh, there are again, cuts, bruises on his body and you see old friend dressed in the same immaculate suit with a cigar in one hand, not currently smoking it, just kind of there. Uh, one Gerald Florence, who is currently performing some sort of magical ritual about the place. And, hey, Gerald! Uh, and, and he just like holds up the cigar hand as like a high, and then like as a, hold on, I'm doing something important. Uh, hey, Doc, I think he's doing something, so... uh. And he's just walking around, like, sprinkling salt and, like, enchant- and encanting magic words, and waving his hands, doing the arcane sigils. And uh, it looks like the place has been absolutely just 
trashed. There's definitely been a couple of fights here. Well, I'll let Rawl take over. I'm going to walk up to the Don and just, what happened in here? Some losers decided it would be a good idea to go interfering in my business. I mean, in what way were they trying to interfere with your business? It looks like they... Violently. Yeah. And um, a big, big big, Joe just interrupts him and says, Yeah, there were some, uh, this demon lady showed up, uh, offered some of the guys a real good deal, and, uh, well, all hell broke loose from there. He threw Don and I in the, in the basement, knocked him out, tried to knock me out, didn't work. Uh, I imagine it's we pretty hard to knock your noggin. Yeah. I was there for oh, a couple days, uh, about how long you guys were on that train when, uh, I don't know what happened up here, I was down there, and, uh, then, uh, Gerald showed up and broke us out, and we got out of there and took back what was ours, uh, fought off these, well, what was left of our, uh, organization that had sided with that weird demon lady and the people she brought with her. And, uh, well, they didn't die like, you know, how normal people die. They just, you know, they die, they fall, they're dead. Uh, whatever they done to them, uh, they turned to ash. I think they did some kind of voodoo magic or something, which is why, uh, Gerald is currently consecrating the building, as it were. Okay. Speaking of trains, why were there assassins sent to the train? And we he weren't just... informed on those. <laughs> he looks to the boss, and the boss goes, "It must have been sent by that demon lady and her and her forces." I was un. Oh, hey, they disintegrated too. <laughs> yeah, they did. That would make sense. And at this point, Gerald is done taking care of the things that he needs to take care of, and he goes, well, "That is most disturbing. You've yeah. made some very powerful enemies, it seems." Yeah, this one dead guy just keeps showing up no matter how many times I punch his head off. What? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. He wants to yeah. kill Rawl. Yeah. Why? Don't worry about it. Well, if you want any assistance <laughs> with your revenant problem, uh, you know where to find me. Out I don't know. Character. I've got a pretty steady revenue. Out of character, I don't know why he's mad at me. <laughs> He's the guard that you killed in our first He's adventure. the guard that you killed when you didn't realize out of character that you didn't oh, have to yeah. kill him, and you ended oh, up yeah. killing one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I saw an opportunity as a GM. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so he was the dude that I, um, I kind of murdered him. A little he bit. Just, he just looks at you and goes, well, that happens, I suppose, every now and again. Yeah. Especially when you're big damn heroes. Well, yep. I don't know about that. I don't either. <laughs> no, really, I'm not a hero. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> Zax is here, too, just kind of looking at all this, just bewildered. Well, this demon lady also has our friend Ari, the woman... I'm sure you've heard of her. She's the woman that owns the new casino. 
Oh, yes, I, I had heard of her, and um, I believe, actually, me and the Don were just discussing this, I believe that um, he had hired you to recover Mr. Whifflepuff, so that way he may investigate her disappearance, if I do recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she disappeared after we uh, uh, chased off some demon lady that was messing around the casino. What did this individual... And his, his, his vision kind of darkens a little bit, kind of, like, gets very serious. What did this individual look like, might I inquire? Uh, Doc will describe her. And is, oh dear, that was the very same that we had just... You have made some very powerful enemies. Yeah, I tricked her into going away. You are either very lucky, very clever, or... No, I'm real stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah. (laughs) Well, I've consecrated this building. I'm assuming that you will send my fee to, uh, you you will pay in full, Mr. Quixote. It's the Don. Yeah, I'll send all the payment up to that uh, rich mansion of yours. Don't worry about it. Gerald kind of tips a hat. Good luck, Mr. Rowell and Mr. Doc. I will be in touch. And he leaves. All right, bye. (laughs) He's there to do a job. Job's done. I'll see you at Fantasy Christmas. Fantasy Christmas? He doesn't celebrate Fantasy Christmas. A joke. I don't don't actually have a Christmas analog for Ildar yet. I'm sure there's some solstice thing that happens. Zax is there, and Zax is looking around, and he goes to the Don and goes, You... You got yourself into some Shall right trouble. Why, oh, best I better complete my end of the deal, I suppose. Better get cracking. And he goes wanders into the back, into like some I, sort of. <laughs> yeah, you said we, go. we gotta get cracking, and I immediately imagined this tiny, half bald, big beard hunched over old no man just like shiver we just hear a whole bunch of (laughs) (laughs) like fucking every joint in his body just popped at once oh my god i'm weak (laughs) he he wanders off that happens now he 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 wanders off he doesn't have the beard he has like a little like wisp of a beard he doesn't have like a long beard he got wisps um but he goes into some sort of closet or like storage area that gave me years to my life. I, <laughs> I love and it so have, much. You have, you have some time to discuss things, or I can just wait till he comes back. Uh, Doc's gonna investigate the scene. All right, me. He doesn't have any skills necessary for that. Well, but notice he's is actually it. the skill, believe it or not. Oh, I've got a D four in that because <laughs> all of the research stuff is just for libraries, apparently. Well, that's a. Uh, Three. I think I'm going to do that too and kind of look around. Some uh, weird people attacked the place. That's what you find out. Uh, you said a notice roll? Yeah, right. it is technically notice at this Doc, point. Doc started investigating and then just sat down next to David to eat whatever food was on the floor that David was eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, yeah, just the one. Four. Um, I don't know anything either. You say just well, the one? You roll I D6 and a D4. Well, and you only add the one. Well, let me redo that. Notice. Let me redo that. 
Well, my my notice is a six. So you'd roll okay. a six, and you'd roll another, another six, six, and you take oh. the highest of the two. Okay. Well, I did the right thing then. I got a four. Okay. Um, with the four, you do notice that Gerald has cast some sort of spell on the area that appears to be keeping something out, at least in theory. You don't know that much about magic. But you do see where he's like sprinkled these like shavings and salt and things. And you do see these piles of ash, and there are um, bits of clothing and broken weaponry that are in these piles of ash. And you come to the conclusion, based on what you'd seen earlier, that some vampires attacked this place. Some weak vampires, but vampires nonetheless attacked this place. I'm going to lean over to Doc. Hey, Doc. Yep. Some vampires attacked this place, too. Huh. I mean... Hey, didn't we deal with a vampire a while back? And you you do find a scrap of clothing that matches the same cultist symbol that were on the guys on the train. Oh, yeah. All right, so I'm going to pick that up and be like, and just kind of scamper over and just look at this. Remember this thing from the train? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, David, can you find these guys? (laughs) We're all just... Holds it up to David so he can smell it, because he's just like, well, of course he's he's a dog. He can do the thing. Well, we have rules for this, so let me find out. He gets a plus two because he is doggo. So let's see here. Scent doggo. Oh, but he only has a D6. All right. Well, we'll see. And David just kind of sniffs it a little bit and kind of cocks his head a little bit and woofs once. Oh. Alright, cool. Means well, a yes. You go ahead and lead the way. Tell. And as you say that, Zax comes out of the of the closet wearing this like really how to phrase this. It's really old school outdated adventuring gear. <laughs> it's like he looks like the fucking GM from the old 70s D&D cartoon. Yes, exactly oh my God, that. Stop. <laughs> because it's just he didn't hasn't been a proper adventurer in a while. And he's wearing it and he's still got like the book in his hands. And he's like, "All right, I'm ready to oh, Where are you going?" as as you're starting to walk out the door. Oh, David's tracking the people that attacked the place. No, 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 those are very dangerous people. You should have some allies at your back before you start doing anything crazy. Okay, and I just walk up and I pick him up and put him on my back. (laughs) That's not what I meant, but, uh... You don't want to go with us? Oh, I could go with you, I suppose, but I just feel like I was hired to go and figure out where your friend had gone, and it'll take me about a week to do that. Oh, okay. And I drop oh. him. Yeah. Let's say we can leave you here. We'll be back. Actually, no. Doc wouldn't drop him. Doc just sets him down. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Well, oh, yeah. I figured. I still that. think you're making a very big mistake, but sure. That's it's your it's your funeral. Hey. Sometimes we fail upwards. What? I don't. Like. I'm a very smart man, and I don't know what that means. So I'm just gonna go and uh, do some research here. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. 
You've thoroughly dumbfounded this very wise <laughs> old man. I mean, checks out. <laughs> and he just he starts researching. Yeah, that's what happens. And you begin following David. And at some point, you wind up outside the city. Are you still following David? Yep. Yeah. All righty, then. You keep going. And you get to uh, almost this crossroad. And, and as you do, you're you're now in the wilds surrounding Seoul. And you see this very gangly-looking human with it's like this almost looks malnourished but not quite with how thin he is and how gaunt gaunt is a better word with how gaunt he is but he's just covered in hair like this brownish blonde hair he's just covered in it like he's a very burly like lumberjack type hair but on a very thin frame and he kind of like and he's wearing this the yildar's equivalent of a three-piece tie suit and from the distance you're at because he's He's a little bit of ways away. And the distance you're at, he has these this orange and yellow spotted suit, what appears to be. And he just starts approaching you as you're at this crossroad. Rawl gets his knife at the ready. Or I get my knife at the ready. He keeps approaching. He gets to about 10 feet away and stops. What are you doing? And now that you're closer, you see that the spots are not spots some of them appear to be like slit like like you know how like snakes or lizards have like that weird vertical slit eye eyeball ew yeah <laughs> that's what they are ew. and some of them appear to be like the 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 sucker end of some sort of tendril or tentacle and it's just a very kind of creepy design that's unsettling i hate it and hey man you're super gross I thought this form might be a little bit more appropriate for this meeting. What kind of ugly are you hiding there? If you thought this form was acceptable. (sighs) Fine. And he just like... (laughs) Oh, God. It's weird because he just like shrinks and his legs shift and twist like amorphously like kind of like how when the octopi or squid like change shape to disguise themselves in their environment it's kind of like that but it's just his hind legs and they shift into like a canine form and the whole body just shifts into this golden retriever wearing a very nice suit of the exact same description previously given stop it and he looks at you and just goes and in your head you hear this well, I didn't want to meet on such short notice. I figured it'd be a little less weird for you to be meeting a man out in the crossroads than a dog in a suit. But hello, it's Columbo again, your sponsor, as it were. Hey, man. Columbo, don't ever do that again. Always come to us in dog form. I thought it would be neat. You were wrong. Well, at the very least, it was amusing for me, which is... Why I sponsor you, as it were. You're very entertaining to observe, which means I have uh, vested interest in your survival, as it were. Thanks. Cool. Your canine, as it were, will continue to lead you towards 
imminent doom and danger, the like of which you have never quite encountered before. So, before you go and get yourselves killed in a horrific manner by being woefully underprepared, I recommend you stop by a uh, little stopping spot on the way. You'll know it when you see it. It's got a very maritime theme to it. It's a old adventuring supply and surplus store run by a former good friend of mine who has no idea of my actual existence. I like to just observe interesting people from time to time. But uh, him and his niece should prove to be quite the asset to your team. And if you'd like further assistance, I can always get old Nova Soul to pop back in, although he certainly won't like it, but, you know, there's not much he can do about it. Just letting you know, if you require assistance, I'm always here for you. You know Nova Soul? Well, he is sort of vested in defeating one of my great nemeses, so yes. You know a lot of people. I am a great and terrible being from beyond the stars. Of course I know a lot of people. It's my job. You're a weird dog. <laughs> and he just laughs. <laughs> and his voice does change. Like, that's that's not just me being yeah. inconsistent. It's It's him not knowing how this talking things works. Oh, like with his accents and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's all just him being him. Okay. He doesn't know how to people. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously, by the form he took. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was terrifying. I thought it was going to go worse. Um, Okay, well, where is this? You said it was going to be on our way, but where is this shop? And he, he, he gives you directions. It's on the crossroads. It's east a little ways. And uh, you'll you'll make a quick pit stop. You'll see it. It's on one of the little little villages along the way. Okay. And he just goes. Just, just please, please don't, don't get yourself horrifically killed. Yes. It would be really disappointing. I would. Yeah, it would be really disappointing. I want to. I'd like to be alive too. I can only spare you from a gruesome death once. That's how the rules work. And I'd really rather not burn it this early on. Okay. We'll we'll be sure to not do the thing. All right. We want to do the living thing. I don't know either. Okay. Well, if you're going to continue on your way, I guess I will eventually see you sometime soon. Also, if you have some coin, you could always stop by my shop. Sounds good. We're going to keep going, though. Gives you a wink. Columbo's Curiosities. And wanders off. He just wanders off and just vanishes. Like, he, like, shimmers out and vanishes. That dog is so weird. Almost like he turned invisible. Mm. 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 Anyway, we're going to keep following right. David. Yep, I was about to say. Uh, this, this encounter has reached beyond Doc's capability of understanding it. All right. <laughs> Well, you keep going, and uh, you do eventually stumble across a small village. Okay, this is the village he was talking about. And as you, yep, as you're going through said small village, there's no real name to it, I guess, unless you ask. There's not like a sign or anything. It's like a little hamlet. 
and you keep going, and you do see there is off to the side what appears to be a nautical themed store of some sort. I love which nautical is themed things. Kind of odd because it's away from the sea, because it's kind of like in the middle of the land, but you know, whatever. It's there. And uh, it is simply called the Soggy Adventurer's Mercantile what? Surplus. The Soggy Adventurers. Okay. I love it. Does David still have the scent or is he kind David, of... David does still have the scent. It's getting stronger the closer he's getting. Okay. All right. Well, Because I think we're this... really... Oh, we're stopping? Yeah, we got to stop at the, the shop to talk to the people and get wares and help maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he said the dude and his daughter would... Because I imagine you have the scrap with you that you can keep, like, having a recheck for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have that. So, And it's it's not a natural creature, so it has a very distinctive scent. <laughs> and you walk, you walk in to the shop, and you see there are a couple of display cases and um, not really, like, boxes of, of things that are, they're organized in that... Items of the same category are in the same box, but at the same time, they appear to just all kind of be thrown in there. So, like, all of your, like, rings of a certain type are just kind of thrown in there. All of your amulets of a certain type are just kind of thrown in there. And uh, it, it's sort of an organized chaos sort of thing going on. And there is a large uh, swordfish that appears to be made of glass that is above the counter. And the counter itself is just a, a plain wooden counter with a angle at the end. And there is a way you can see that goes further into the building, which appears to enter into some sort of residential structure or house. And uh, there is a young-looking uh, gold-scaled dragonborn wearing a, uh, a plain dress. It's nice, but it's, it's plain. And she goes, oh, hello, welcome, welcome, valued customers. Is there anything? We're on a mission from Dog. Okay, that's the strangest thing I've heard in a very long time. Um, what? We were following this vampire person, so, um, we were told that you had good gear here. Oh, yes. Colombo told us. Yeah. He also said that uh, you guys could be of help. Um, and she kind of looks off to the side and goes, Uncle, there are some strange people here to see you. And you hear a voice kind of call out, Hold on one moment. And you see, you hear the sound of like a walking cane, like click on stone. And rounding the corner, you see a bronze scaled dragonborn with like just his face is covered in scars and scrapes and things from old long battles and he's just wearing the equivalent of like a nighty what (laughs) and he kind of looks at you all and just goes the name is Kaz Kaz Dua I'm Doc this is David I'm Raul and you see he does have an am- a Well, he doesn't have an amulet because it's different. If he it has... matters, Doc is just wearing that amulet. Oh, 
it 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 might it might eventually matter and in fact uh the the female the dragonborn uh uh clerk basically is kind of eyeing it a little bit and he reaches out and shakes her hands well then doc what business do you have with an old retired marine such as myself uh, vampires vampires yeah. <laughs> Well, you certainly came to the right place. It was one of my first adventures when I was a young lad. It's a nasty thing, that, but it got done. You hunted vampires? It's a long story, but uh, there was one vampire in particular that I wound up having to kill so I could get back home. And I did it. Took a while, lost some good people along the way, but, well, at the end of the day, well, like I said, the job got done. So what you're saying is you're a vampire slayer. One. And that vampire's name was Dracula. <laughs> well, I, I, will, I, will full, I will full disclosure this once we're done to you guys, but anyway. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's not Dracula, but it is kind of weird. Anyway. (laughs) It was Storbrand Dracula. Yeah. Count Chocula. (laughs) 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 And and, uh, Jess has a... Seeing your amulet, she, she goes... Are you a uh, a follower of the gods as well? What? I don't follow anybody. Neither I'm one a of leader. us follows any gods. You're okay. Never mind. <laughs> and she just kind of looks at you curiously <laughs> and goes, "Well, all right. So you have vampire problems? I have a couple yeah. things for that. We pissed one off. Well, and a demon lady." They might have teamed up. And at that point, she kind of like shakes her head and like, wait, what? We made a lot of people mad. Yeah. And she looks to Kaz. We're incorrigible. <laughs> she looks to Kaz and then goes, Uncle, it's it's like in my dreams. No, I told you, wouldn't you? I'm not having you. I, I made a promise to your father. Uh, I have dreams you. too. Are you dreaming about us? No, but I, I had a, a dream about a, a, a demon lady trying to, I don't know, it's kind of vague, but uh, I don't know, I feel like this might be destiny or something. Doesn't she dance at a club downtown? <laughs> uh, Yes, but this is a different destiny that we're talking about right now, Doc. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I just, uncle... And Kaz is like, no. Listen, employee, if there's one thing I've learned in my life is sometimes you run away from home, and then you die. Her name is Kaz. No, her name is Jess. Kaz is oh, the... Oh, I'm I, sorry. She has not introduced herself properly yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Kaz is, Why is, am I like is this? the uncle who is telling her, no, you cannot leave this shop and engage in dangerous behavior because I made a promise. To your father. Mm. Anyway. Promises can be broken. 
<laughs> and he kind of promises, promises. And she's like, please. <laughs> and she's got, she's got these like really pleading eyes, and he just goes, <sighs> and he looks at you two. How capable are you? Oh, on a scale of one very. to ten, like a four. What's the most dangerous thing you've ever faced in battle? Uh, I've killed a revenant twice. I was about well, to say there was also promising. there was also those like. Dudes oh, there down was in the, the poop sewers. demon. The poop demon, but there was the sewer, the the skull dude with the fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, guy. Well, very well. I suppose I can let you run off with these hooligans, but on one condition. I go with them. Okay, we can use all the help. <laughs> I'm going to go get my armor. You uh, introduce yourself properly, miss... These fine customers, and then lock up shop. And he wanders, stick again on the on the ground, goes to the back, well, back in the home area. I'm gonna be really sad to go to his funeral. Excuse you? <laughs> He's very old. He's old, but why would you say something like that? Because he seems very nice, and I'm going to be upset when he dies. Everybody will, but why do you have to bring it up like that? When when am I supposed to bring it up? I don't know. Never seems a good time. <laughs> and Jess just <laughs> listening to this conversation, like you just met him, but okay. <laughs> Raul just Raul just looks at her and just like, or I just look at her and like, look, I this just how it be. And she just, you know what I just realized. <laughs> What? This entire show is basically if you took a couple characters from like fucking American Dad and just put them <laughs> in a fantasy setting. I'm so tough. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's <laughs> Roger and fucking. It's Roger and goddamn Klaus is what it is. It it's is. So frustrating too because I try and make these serious moments and it's just like mm, this. <laughs> it's like I don't. These characters don't know how to react to what you're saying because what you're saying is insane, which is fair. <laughs> and we don't know how to react to the serious moment because we're either A, very stupid, and or B, very emotionally damaged. <laughs> how about both? But with, with the sidebar, <laughs> Je- Jess introduces herself. I'm uh, Jess Drakrick. I... And look, it's it's a, it's a human gave me the name. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry. I am but... a follower. That's very of... meta. <laughs> but it's also true. A human gave her her name. <laughs> <laughs> I am a follower of... Ra- is, it, is, it, is it Ramus? Is how I pronounce it? Rimus. Rimus. I'm a follower of Rimus, and I'm... Uh, you could call me, I guess, a bit of a zealot at times, but I'm, I'm really good at um, getting angry and smashing things. You seem so calm. Well, I mean, I don't see any reason that... I mean, you don't seem to be uh, tyrannical or anything like that, so I don't see any reason to... No, we're not tyrannical, but we piss people off pretty easily. Yeah, we do. Well, that could be a good thing. We'll find out. And, like, as she's saying that, Kaz walks out, and he's got his full combat gear, so he's got a, a a bronze war pick with a wooden shaft. He's got a absurdly large tower shield, and it's been um, 
it's been painted with this again this kind of like washing waves um it almost kind of looks like a hurricane um like this eye of the hurricane within the waves around it and in the center of that it's seems to be of hollowed out and there is some sorts of clear material that is containing crushed sea cells and sand and that's really cool and he is wearing uh did i give him any armor i did and he is wearing the equivalent of bronze plate armor and he is no longer has his walking stick ah well i've taken my opium pills and i'm ready to go i've taken my drugs and i'm fucked up (laughs) that's why he has the walking stick it hurts oh my god old joints (laughs) (laughs) we are still in the uh in the era of you got ghosts in your blood do cocaine about it exactly that's what he's done is that really a thing Eh, kinda i mean uh, for most of the 19th century, some variation of either opium or, or cocaine was used to treat pretty much anything. And then for the first half of the 20th century, if children cried too much, you gave them heroin. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that, and that's terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It gets way darker, but we don't have time to get into it yeah, here. Let's Precisely. Not do that here, so, but I can. I need to know later. Jess gets. She just like opens a cabinet behind her and pulls out this suit of leather armor, which she then proceeds to put on with a little bit of Kaz's help. And then she reaches under the counter and pulls out this giant sledgehammer-like maul (gasps) and just slings it over her back. Okay. Like, all right, I got my stuff. Let's go. Oh, okay. All right. Do we need to get anything from the shop? Well, I mean, is there anything in particular you'd be looking to buy? I don't know. I'll be I don't honest. have any money. Oh. I have your money. Oh, okay. But I don't know what we would, I mean, I'll be honest, when it comes to shops as a player, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's fine. Um, What I will do is have you make an occult roll. Okay. What does that mean? You make an occult roll. If you do not have occult as a skill... Then you're going to be rolling a d4 and a d6, and you will take the highest, and you'll subtract two. This is to see if you know how to kill vampires. Now add them together and minus two? No, you just pick one and minus oh. two. You pick the highest and subtract two from it. Three. You don't know enough about vampires. Okay, cool. Let's see what Doc knows. I'd be so mad if you know a lot. No, I only got a three. Good. Also... You guys have no idea what particularly would be good to buy for vamp- for vampire hunting other than, um, you know, if they have any particular gear that's better than what you have. I don't know. I got bracers. I mean, bracers yeah, are Yeah, Doc good. just says, I mean, and I don't know if we knife. need to buy anything. Do you need anything special to kill a vampire? Wet and cause like... Sometimes it depends on how powerful they happen to be. Uh, holy water's good. Uh, wooden stakes are good. Oh, like this? And I pull out the silver tip table leg. Exactly like that. You gotta make sure you get him through the heart, though. Uh, Otherwise, it don't really do much. 
Rawl just is like, what about this? And pulls out his little magic knife. His new fancy magic short sword? No, the magic I knife. I have a magic short sword? I thought I just had a magic knife. You picked up the cursed weapon last time, and I told you to stat it down because then it was going to get lost for all eternity. Did I write the stats in my... <laughs> Fuck me, I wrote them in my other notebook that I can't find. Well, here's the good news. Uh, I still have that NPC, I think. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Give me I'm... one second. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were special weapons, and I know I deleted a lot of things to make up more space. Okay, yes, I do still have this. Okay. So let me unlock this to see the combat stats. So it is a short sword. It deals strength plus d10 damage. And it requires a minimum strength of six. And wounds dealt by it can only be healed naturally. And it will use your fighting die because it's a melee weapon. But there we go. Thankfully, I didn't delete him yet. I deleted literally all of the eco-terrorists. I didn't delete the assassin, though, thankfully. I am so glad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Did you write it down in the PDF for your character sheet? Yeah, but it's so tiny, okay. so I'm going to have to That'll be it fine. As yeah. long as it's there. Yeah, I'm going to write it down in my actual notebook, too, but it's going to be saved in the PDF. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll uh. go back to how you kill vampires. So you, you, you ask if your magic knife will work, and he goes, That should allow you to bypass most of their uh, invulnerabilities, I believe so. Uh, then I pull out my sword. Oh, no, that's bad juju. <laughs> like, immediately what? he sees it. <laughs> What do you mean? That weapon appears to be a cursed blade. I mean, I imagine it'll hurt, but I can't say if it'll have any uh, particular effects on vampires without examining it more. I mean, Rawl hands it over. How do you hand it over? Uh, with the hilt instead of the sword. So are you holding the stabby part? Because you don't I have don't... a sheath for it. Never mind. I don't know you can how. Just I would set hand it on it the over. counter. Yeah, that, okay. That, that would be the smart way. <laughs> okay. I have to ask because of the properties of it. My That's nickname the only is reason. literally Osha's Lament. Like... Yes, the reason Ashley's having trouble figuring out the safe way to hand over a knife is because literally every single time she has ever handed me an Exacto knife or a pair of scissors, it has been blade first. Which is precisely I why I was knife. asking. How you she... did do that with an Exacto knife. I don't remember that, but I do remember the scissors. That's why I was asking how you're doing this, because it, it does matter significantly for this particular weapon. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, handed, <sighs> you put it down on the table. Um, does he actually have a spell to work with this? Because I don't think I gave him this one, because uh, that's not the type of magic he does. Nope, he has no idea. Oh, wait, no, he does have to tech magic. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going to make a spell roll for this guy. <laughs> He walks over, and he's he's he actually takes th the totem, which is the tube filled with crushed sand and and she shells, and begins kind of shaking it a little bit as he mutters under his breath. And that is a six, and that is a six, and that is a one. So that's I think the eight is higher. Yeah, he knows what it is, and he looks up to you and goes. 
This weapon will not harm vampires particularly well, but if you score any point, any damage to any of the living, at least, they cannot heal by any arcane means. They have to wait for time to heal their wounds. Okay, that's good to know. It leaves na- long story short, it leaves very nasty cuts. But thanks, that's good to know. Yeah, um, sunlight kills games. vampires. Stakes to the heart kill vampires. Holy symbols can temporarily keep them at bay. Holy water hurts vampires. What about the symbol? Well, I'll show him the symbol that we've been use- giving to David to smell. That is technically a holy symbol, but it is not one that's... It is not a good deity. That is one no. of the Void Lords. Oh, okay. Well, this is what has you been would, found both places. You would be better off with that amulet your friend wears on his neck. Oh, this one that gives off daylight? Yes, mm-hmm. that one. Be very cool. useful in this. Very, very useful. Well, Alright, well, I guess it's time to go kill some vampires. Yeah. Indeed. And he begins kind of hobbling out <laughs> and just walks out with him. As you exit the structure, I will time skip you and then we'll, we will begin at the manor next session. So, bum, bum, bum. Bum. It takes you a couple of days trek through the woods. I'm not going to lie. And you eventually arrive and David just sits down and looks up and there is a cinematic crack of lightning and a couple of flitting bits of snow which is strange because it's a howl at the moon yeah david david will howl at the moon it'd be a lot funnier if it was doc (laughs) what are you doing i don't know it just felt appropriate (laughs) there's low bits of fog on the ground and there is an imposing stone manor that stretches with an iron barred gate that is open and unlocked and there is these gangly twisted trees lifeless and dead that lead alongside a cobblestone pathway that leads to the entrance of this manor you have arrived at the estate of a character that you do not know who it is because you did not wait for research to happen <laughs> so oh, look, it's the beast castle <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to force Columbo in here to get you guys to not die horribly. Anyway. <laughs> so, that is the end of our session. Tune in next time for the inevitable encounter and the wrap-up of this arc that I have been plotting for a while now. Oh, dope. So, does anybody have any pluggables? Yes. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and... Uh, yeah, Twitter, um, under Am Cosplay Clean. You can find cosplay stuff and role-playing game stuff on those things. And art! I do that, too. It's fun. You should check it out. An- antics of Burb and Piggies. Mostly Burb. Eli? I have been Eli. And sometimes... That's it. Okay, I was worried you cut out for a second again. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't worried. Don't I knew you what want was to happening. thank our producer? 
I will. I will thank our sound engineer, Jay Booth, who you can find at the Asundered World podcast and the Ludiverse podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have been your host, Jason Hoppus. I have a YouTube channel. It has Let's Plays. Wait, hold on. I got to interrupt you. It's Hoppus? Yes. I thought what? it was Hops. No, oh. I just don't feel like correcting people because it's not worth my time. So. It oh. is, though. We've Look, we will talk about we will talk about. I this have later. had the wrong goddamn name in eighty <laughs> fucking episodes. I it's don't true. care. I will talk about this in my childhood traumas later. <laughs> I, I have a YouTube channel. That's Arisil Prime. E R A S Y L space B R I M E. My face hurts now. Where I have let's plays. Check it out. It's fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>